Welcome to Inside Putnam Podcast, presented by the Putnam County Chamber of Commerce. And now your host, Ashley Offered Glance. Hey everyone, it's Ashley from the Putnam Chamber here at Area 34 in the Inside Putnam studio. We are really excited today because it is the official launch of the Inside Putnam Podcast. Our first guest is Jill Scarborough with Bright Futures, and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself today, as well as her vision behind Bright Futures and how she got started, and I can't wait for you to learn more about her. So, Jill, welcome. Yay, thanks. I am really excited to be here, and I feel extra special being the the first person to come on Inside Putnam, so thank you. Of course. I'm excited to have you here. Tell us a little bit about Bright Futures. Um, so Bright Futures Learning Services, um, this is actually our 15th year in business. We started in 2007 um, that we are a therapy center primarily for children with autism that we provide applied behavior analysis therapy, which is the most evidence-based treatment for autism that um, if we're able to get kids as young as we can, so hopefully two years and younger, um, what research validates that we're able to do is that 50% of the kids on the autism spectrum, if they have intensive ABA therapy, um, 50% of kids make so much progress that they're able to transition into schools. Um, the language that research uses is indistinguishable from their peers. So a kiddo that may have been originally pretty significantly impacted um, by autism when the time they hit kindergarten looks pretty like any other kid. Um, so 50% of kids make that much progress. And then 40% of kiddos make significant progress. They're better able to communicate and have play skills and have better social interactions, but they are still um, identifiable on the autism spectrum. And so we are one of very few places in the state of West Virginia that provide that service. Um, and I th we are one of, you know, a couple that that's exclusively what we do. Um, so, so yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty proud to, to be able to be here. Yeah. We're proud of you. <laughs> we are absolutely proud of you here in Putnam County. So throughout the Inside Putnam podcast, we're going to be talking uh, with our members about the process of starting a business. So over the next couple of weeks, we'll have guests and we'll talk about the ins and outs of starting a business and becoming an entrepreneur, uh, anywhere, you know, in the United States or the world, but specifically here in Putnam County. And so, you know, the first step of starting a business is actually having the idea. So what led you uh, to want to start Bright Futures Learning Services? Um, that to me was the easy part. So a little bit about my background is I have a learning disability. I'm, you know, an ADD and dyslexia kind of girl. And I claim all of Southern West Virginia as home because my family bounced around. My dad was in a service member. And so we bounced all around the state. But thank God I have a really awesome family and had an incredible first grade teacher that realized something was a little different about me and I needed some additional services. And so my family uh, worked together and figured out how to get me early intervention, which then changed the trajectory for me. And so I knew from about second grade that I wanted to be able to specialize to help kids with, with different needs the way I was able to get help. And so I was um, at Marshall as a special ed major, always knowing I was going to specialize, but that was a good starting point, and um, saw a flyer for a family recruiting to do applied behavior analysis in home. 
And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then I, that was my aha. Like I finally found like the exact combination. And so it's Mike McCoy was my first um, kiddo that there was a, a network of really awesome moms that were working together and they were flying in experts from California to train them and to train college students how to do ABA. And so again, I fell in love. I fell in love with Mike because he was a kiddo with significant impairments. Um, but what we were able to help him achieve was remarkable. And so I went to Texas to graduate school, but always with the intention of coming home to West Virginia because I felt really strongly that kids in West Virginia deserve the best. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was willing to go wherever I needed to go to train, but then came home as a, as a single mom um, in 2007 going, okay, I'm here, you know, went to train and I'm here to, you know, want to do ABA. Um, and at that point there were, there was no funding, um, because historically the only way you could get ABA was if you were very wealthy and could afford to pay for it. So anyway, fast forward, um, through, it's always been working through families. We, um, then worked to pass insurance legislation, um, to cover ABA, but Bright Futures actually started when I moved home from Texas and my first kiddo, Mike, um, he was in high school at that point and it was really not a good scenario. And so we actually started Bright Futures as um, a, a private school for one kid in my granny's kitchen. <laughs> oh, like, and I, if you know me, will be like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. Like, that was like a dirty word to me. <laughs> I never, I would get mad. Actually, fun story. Um, I once had a, um, Phil Fister, if you know who Phil Fister mm -hmm. is like more, you know, world's yes. strongest man, whatever year that was. Mm -hmm. Right. It actually invited me to go with him to the governor's state of the state as when we were working on passing insurance legislation. I'm like, woohoo, yeah. coolest day to my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he said, Oh, you're an entrepreneur. And I got an argue with him. I was like, I am not an entrepreneur. I just want to help kids. And so in terms of like how to start a business for me, what it has been is really what's your passion? What's okay. the thing you really want to do? Because you got to love it well enough to go through the hard times mm -hmm. to figure out how to make it happen. And so my passion, I'm, I'm very blessed in that way, that it's really a calling for me. Mm -hmm. And it's really never been about business and about making money. My perception in this I say I owe entrepreneurs an apology <laughs> because I thought you guys were I were bad guys. <laughs> that all you cared about is you were greedy and you wanted to make money and that's all you cared about. And sometimes that's true. And so I don't owe those people an apology if that's all you really care about. But I really learned what a true privilege it is to have something that you care so much about that you work together with people and to you know to help make a difference and the importance of, yeah, and providing a job mm -hmm. <laughs> and to be able to now provide jobs for, we have like 35 employees this year. We'll probably be getting close to 50 of going, what an immense privilege and responsibility that is that people's livelihoods and their ability to provide for their families and stay home, that we were able, able to create something that en you know, enabled that is I've come to just be blown away by, wow, that's really what we're able to do. So Absolutely. Well, I think you have the right business model because uh, <laughs> even though I still consider you an entrepreneur, it's not a dirty <laughs> I've, word. I've decided, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as, you know, the right business model and the passion behind it has led you to get some awards. And so, you know, nominated as the West Virginia Small Business of the Year, winner of the Woman-Owned Small Business of the Year, and then also nationally recognized um, by the National, US, or National SBA as one of our 
uh, SBA winner, small business award winner. So I think the passion behind it is what led you there for sure. It It is. And it's still like when I someone said, we should nominate you for this award. I was like, that's ridiculous like, yeah. <laughs> to be recognized as a business person. It again has taken me a couple of years to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it was always the passion. And it's, it's true that is any successful person is because they build an incredible team. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's fun. I get to be the face of the organization and I'm really good as you're seeing running my mouth about it. <laughs> I'm real good at that. Um, but it's, it truly is the team of people that are passionate, that work together, that, that have done it. And Absolutely. so it's, yeah. When I first started working, someone told me, if you love what you do, then you never work a day in your life. And I agree with that. I agree with that. I yes, and yeah. you work every day of your yeah. life. Yeah, also true. <laughs> yes, also It is, true. but you at least yeah. enjoy it, yeah. and you choose to do it. And most days you want to do it and can get through the hard, but it's, it's not work. It's just living Mm -hmm. you live it you don't ever turn it off which yeah is hard too absolutely 100 (laughs) percent. and cell phones don't make it any easier do they no technology i guess boundaries are a good thing to try to figure out speaking of the hard days what is an obstacle that you faced that um you feel that maybe you know others looking to start a business or you know you could give some advice on um there, there are a lot of obstacles. Um, the, I'll tell you the one that seems to be the most common thread as we talk to other small business owners, and not just small business owners, but I remember talking to folks, you know, from Toyota, mm-hmm. and they're a massive organization that it seems like the number one, you know, challenge is workforce. Mm-hmm. Where do you find people? Like mm-hmm. I've got a waiting list a mile long of people that want our services. It's all about, you know, how do we find the people to then train who can then, you know, then we'll be employed to provide those services. And that's, if I talk to contractors, that's mm-hmm. the same challenge. And so I think that's the, num- the number one um, issue. And for us, um, I mean, we're, we're still trying to figure it out. I mean, there are a host of other challenges for us because people don't know what ABA is mm-hmm. and, you know, there's not a training program. And mm-hmm. so there are additional challenges for us, um, but it's, it's all about workforce. And so I'll tell you some of the things that has that have helped us um, try to create our funnel, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, is one know what you're looking for, and and figuring out you as an organization what it's it's cheesy, but I'm learning it's also true. Is like what are your values, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what's the personality that you're looking for mm-hmm. that will you know care about the same things that you care about, and figure out how to screen for those people mm-hmm. um, and look for that first because those are the things that are much harder to train. You can train the skills, mm-hmm. but it's about finding the right fit of the person and their mentality and the way that they think about things. So if you are first able to identify for yourself, what do you care about? That helps you then find those things in other people. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. What's something that when you first started out seemed like the end of the world, but now that you look back at it, you're like, oh, that's not that big a deal. Or that was kind of funny now that I think about it. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. It's not the when we first start out, but I'll tell you for us, like COVID, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> we've been doing this for a hot, you know, 12 years, 13 years at that point, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, COVID hit, we all were like, holy, what, you know, holy, what is yeah. this? And how do we do it? And how are we going to survive? And, um, it's, we, we're, I'm now honestly 
grateful for a lot of what COVID brought out, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of things like, no, I'm not grateful for. But it, it's true. I've, I've become kind of the poster child for the SBA, but it's, you also know me, I don't say if it's not true, because of the resources and the networking and the community of support that we had, we were really well positioned to navigate COVID about as well as anybody could. Mm -hmm. um, and that it's true, like you at the chamber, like that I was really, you know, close with you and mm -hmm. close with the chamber and got the information quickly and had the network of, we all had questions, but we knew where to go to ask the questions at the yeah. same time. And for the people who were trying to figure out the answers to go, we don't know yet, but we'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really grateful for that. And then with the SBA, I've taken advantage of every single one of those programs that it's true. I wish I had been more familiar with the SBA and the SBDC earlier mm -hmm. than I was. Cause again, I, I knew nothing about business. I was just like, how do I help this good? Mm -hmm. And so it's years later that they're like, do you know the SBA can help you? Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things I had done with them is their emerging leaders program. And so that was the first time that I had time away to start thinking, do strategic planning mm -hmm. and start thinking big picture and that classic, like start working on the business instead of in the business that I was able to do that like the year or two before COVID hit. And so I already had tools that were helping us be positioned to navigate COVID. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm grateful now and it's true. We're going to be better because of it um, because we were forced to then use some things that we had talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful for it because we are, we're in a good position. Yeah. We've had a lot of members that actually, you know, we've had a lot of businesses that, and members that were obviously very negatively impacted by by the pandemic but we have had some that have seen significant growth mm -hmm. um and so you know we hope that you were on the tail end of this thing and that we can continue to help our members grow throughout but um i don't i agree it wasn't all but it's yeah. it's like anything right it's classic yeah. you know make give you lemons make lemonades it's, mm -hmm. it's what you choose to do with it and now again like we're, we're fortunate in that the business that we're in we're, we weren't restaurants that mm -hmm. were just totally yeah. getting demolished and so there are some businesses like yeah no I don't know how yeah. you come through it at all we are very fortunate that again we we were already positioning for growth and so had resources and had reserves and you know that kind of stuff to help get us through it but you know I I I'm still a firm believer in every bad situation. There's always something that you can get out of it mm -hmm. and like a lesson to be a learned that then learned. long yeah. term will make you stronger. And that's been very true for us. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who has a passion that they could turn into a business? Um, find your, find your people, find your village and, and build them up. And it's, it's true. And all the, all the businessy cliche things, their sayings because they're true, <laughs> um, is the key to a successful person is finding the people to do the things that you're not good at. Mm -hmm. And so I'm good at a few things and be, I'm passions, what I'm good at, <laughs> I like really believe in the thing that I do. But man, I really stink at a lot of things, but I found the people that shared the same passion as I do. And then it's like any team position your players. And mm -hmm. so be really honest with yourself about what you're good at and what you're not good at. And in the beginning, you can't necessarily have the whole team of people. You got to build it up, but at least do some self-analysis and go, these are my strengths. These are at least maybe I'm not good at them, but they're also non-preferred things mm -hmm. for me to do and try to find who are the resources. Is it your family members, you know, at the beginning when you're just starting up like, Hey mom, Hey friend that want to help 
I stink at writing. Like I'm really right. I'm dyslexic and ADD. Like me getting out an email is horrible. Like, and so find somebody that will help you do take some of those things off your plate. And again, the the SBA and SBDC really has some great resources. Mm-hmm. So so reach out to them and find out what's you know what's available to mm-hmm. you. But that would be my first thing is don't try to do everything yourself. Yeah. You're gonna have to do almost everything yourself. But be looking for okay, somebody else can take this task for me. Absolutely. Outside, we've talked a lot about SBA, SPDC, and I think that'll be a common thread throughout this this series of the podcast. But are there any other resources out there that you've utilized that you've found helpful that you think somebody else might not know about or Just haven't used before? Our whole community here in Putnam County. I mean, honestly, that that is a huge piece of our success is that um, the Meeks family, mm-hmm. for example, um, that Tim Meeks is, is phenomenal, has been phenomenal to us. And when, you know, offered us space at a price that we could, you know, r- afford in the beginning was really great to work with us. Um, but in the other business leaders to find out what is it, you know, what is it that you do and learn from each other is talk to other people. I mean, really, and, and take advantage of the community that that's, I think the strength of Putnam County is that we do things as a community and want to help each other and want to help each other succeed. So it is, you know, yeah, get involved at the chamber and at least meet the other folks and and learn from Mm -hmm. each other. Yeah, we definitely have a community here in which people love to work with and help those that they know and they want to know more about uh, more about you and more about you know, your goals and your vision yeah. and they're here to support. Yeah. People want to help. Yeah. You know, it's just, you just you gotta speak, tell them what you need. You, that's, that's the first thing is figuring out yourself. What do I need? Mm-hmm. And Oh wait, if I only was willing to ask for help mm-hmm. and had a specific ask, people will do it. But Absolutely. you first got to figure it out yourself. <laughs> but they, they want to help. Absolutely. If people want to learn more about bright futures, learning services, how do they do so? Um, you can go to our website, which does need to have some updates, but it's still most of the information is, is there. Uh, our website is brightfuturesaba.com. Um, you can also find us on, on Facebook. Um, the thing that I though really want people to know about that I'm really proud of is our nonprofit branch, yes. which mm-hmm. is CARES, um, which is Community Autism Resources and Education Systems. CARES is the acronym. Um, that CARES is the nonprofit that we started in response to the massive waiting list um, of families that we have that we know that well under 10 percent, it's probably more like 3 percent of families in West Virginia who have children with autism have access to ABA at all. Mm-hmm. And so we you know, have a crazy waiting list for services and some really tragic things can happen with families while they're waiting for services for their kiddo. Um, and so we started CARES to really help build a network of support for the families. Um, and so April is Autism Awareness Month. Yeah. I think this is going to you know, yes. be April. Um, that we CARES has a lot of great stuff going on in April. And so we have um, on April 2nd um, at Valley Park, we're doing Light the Night to kick off Autism Awareness Month. April 23rd is our big event. It's um, Autism um I said it wrong. Awesome Family Fun Day and the Autism Spectrum at um, Hurricane City Park and Meeks Mountain Trail. Ton of great stuff happening that day that we we need people to volunteer. We need people to sign up to walk and we need sponsors. Um, So if you're looking to help contribute to a really great cause, choose us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, Joe, I appreciate you being here and being the first guest on the Inside Putnam podcast here at Area 34, made possible by my two friends, uh, Creative Brands International and Local Impact Group, Philip and BG, set up this awesome studio for us. So out there in the pod universe, let's give them a big hand because they're making our chamber podcast dreams come true. So thank you both very much for, for your help with that. Jill, thank you for being on here and for opening up about, you know, the struggles of being a small business owner uh i'm not gonna say entrepreneur it's okay now i will own it now yeah but we appreciate you we appreciate your membership in our chamber and we're always here to help thank you guys so much for tuning in to the inside putnam podcast we'll be back next week this has been inside putnam a presentation of the putnam county chamber of commerce copyright 2022 all rights reserved